the update. Good afternoon. Today I'm joined by the Minister of Energy, Megan Woods, who will provide an update on the situation with power outages, and the Minister for Communications, Ginny Anderson, who will provide further information on the telecommunications network. Today we are getting a better picture of the damage across the Upper North Island, as power is restored in some places and cell phone coverage comes back on. What is clear is that the devastation is widespread, and it's taken be, uh, a toll beyond property and livelihoods to people. There have been four confirmed fatalities as a result of the cyclone. The grief of their families and loved ones will be unimaginable. In particular, I want to acknowledge the family of the volunteer firefighter in Muriwai, whose body was recovered today. He lost his life protecting others in his community, and our thoughts are with his loved ones. Today, our immediate focus have, has been undertaking life-saving missions for those affected by the floods who needed to be rescued, getting telecommunications and power back on as quickly as possible, conducting aerial surveys to understand the extent of the damage and to identify where people need help, deploying emergency supplies, food, water and medicine, and getting communications assets to the areas that need them. This has been an enormous logistical effort, ably led by NEMA and the New Zealand Defence Force. We remain in an urgent response mode in the Hawke's Bay region. There are seven outstanding requests for evacuation. None have been identified as critical. All those who were on roofs have been rescued. More than 9,000 people are expected to have been displaced across the region, with 3,000 in civil defence centres. Police report that 1,442 people are unaccounted for, mainly in the Hawke's Bay, as at 2.30 this afternoon. 1,111 people have also been reported as found, and there is likely to be a crossover between those two numbers. We expect the vast majority of these people will be accounted for. Um, however, there are several people missing for whom police do hold grave concerns. All local bridges between Napier and Hastings are out. However, access to Hastings and Napier has been re-established for emergency services and lifeline supplies via State Highway 51. Napier and Gisborne airports were able to open again today, and Air New Zealand, in coordination with government agencies, deployed a special assistance flight carrying communications support, emergency supplies and airport operational staff into Gisborne at midday today. The New Zealand Defence Force now has over 700 personnel involved in the relief efforts, which is an increase from the 239 they had yesterday. Included in that, there are four aircraft, seven helicopters, two ships and 58 trucks. The Army have moved logistics support teams, uh, a logistics support team of 100 people and 30 vehicles, uh, and they are deploying to Hawke's Bay. Three NH-90 helicopters have been conducting evacuation operations in the Hawke's Bay today. A C-130 Hercules is conducting surveillance and reconnaissance along the east coast to survey the damage and provide better information on the area in need. The HMNZS Manawanui sailed at 5pm tonight from Auckland with supplies destined for Tairawhiti and they're expected to arrive at first light in Gisborne.
They'll be bringing with them water supplies to small communities along the way. The HMNZNS Tamana will sail tomorrow with personnel uh, to Napier, supplying Wairoa with water and other essential supplies. As you know, Wairoa has been an area of particular concern for us. Today we've been able to get a member of the National Emergency Management Agency on the ground to help re-establish communications. An NH90 has moved USA and NEMA teams with emergency military communications into Wairoa. A rapid relief team is working to provide a drop of bottled water for 3,000 people via helicopter that is planned to arrive this evening. The Rapid Relief Team will also be establishing a barbecue in Wairoa, which will cater for approximately 3,000 people this evening. They'll start cooking as soon as supplies land, and they will keep cooking into the night until either they run out of people to feed or they run out of food. They're aiming to provide 300 to 500 food packages tomorrow morning. Tomorrow morning, the Defence Force will move a water treatment facility into Wairoa to supply drinking water, with the HMNZS Tamana delivering further drinking water, and a FENS USAR team will also be on board to further assist emergency services. I know the need in the affected communities is great, and we are doing all that we can across a major response effort to get the support and supplies to where they are needed the most. I want to acknowledge the efforts of all those involved in what is shaping up to be a protracted response and recovery effort. I'll now hand over to Minister Woods. Thank you, Prime Minister. Um, good evening. Well, as you all know, there's widespread um, impact from the cyclone on electricity infrastructure in the North Island. Companies are working to restore electricity as quickly as possible, and we're getting regular updates on progress. Since yesterday, 65,000 households across the North Island have had power restored. This means that as of 2.30pm this afternoon, there are currently 160,000 households without power. This is down from the peak of 225,000 households yesterday. There are still high winds in some places with blocked roads, making restoration unsafe or inaccessible at this point. In some places, restoration may not be able to begin until later in the week when it is safe and it is possible to do so. Lines companies in unaffected parts of the country are working together to get crews to locations where they are needed and can help. And this involves transport logistics of both personnel and equipment. The government is assisting with this through the New Zealand Defence Force to get crew and equipment up to Northland in the first instance and looking at what support will be required in other locations as we progress. I have also asked the electricity retailers to look at whether they have people and engineering expertise that can be helped with the effort to get power transmission restored. In Hawke's Bay, with the Radcliffe substation out of action, Transpower is working on a bypass to connect the Whakatū substation to allow more customers to get reconnected. This is obviously a significant event with a, damage of, with a level of damage to our electricity infrastructure that we have not seen since Cyclone Bowler. I know there are many people who on top of dealing with damaged properties and no power, and in some cases it will, be, it will 
it will not be clear exactly when it will be restored. But we will keep um, information flowing as soon as it comes to hand. I acknowledge that this can be frustrating for people and it can be upsetting. In regard to fuel, the government has set up the fuel sector coordinating entity under the National Fuel Plan, which comprises fuel companies, retailers, MB and NEMA. This is giving a picture of open fuel stations in affected areas so that local civil defence emergency management can access fuel to undertake response activities as required. The issues are not about the supply of fuel but a result of power being off at certain stations and or an inability to access them by road, meaning that vehicles can't refuel. Fuel companies are working to bring, the, to bring stations back online as fast as possible and working to restock where needed as roads open safely. Fuel is considered a lifeline service for priority access through roads as they open. There's a few other points on fuel. Um, State Highway 2 to Na Napier has now been open to lifeline services, including fuel, which is allowing better servicing to that region. Mini tankers are loading at Napier and supplying emergency services with diesel, as it is required. And Woody Terminal and the Marsden Point Terminal remain open and operational. Stocks also remain at good levels at both sites. The Whangarei Harbour is, of course, opening today, and import ships, ships are scheduled to arrive tomorrow. We understand that conditions are looking favourable for their berthing on arrival. And I'll now hand over to my colleague to update on telecommunications issues. Thank you, Minister Woods. Uh, Te uh, the three main areas that have been impacted the most for connectivity are Northland, Coromandel and Hawke's Bay, with Hawke's Bay having Napier, also Gisborne having some impacts in that space. I'd like to acknowledge the fact that our telecommunications companies are working collectively to identify what assets and obstacles are in each of these areas. There have been five main breaks in fibre across New Zealand. Two of these have been restored already. Coromandel has been restored this afternoon and also north of Taupo has been restored. In terms of Northland, the main areas that we are focusing on is to increase the generator reach. So there will be generators in place to increase that, those cell phone towers that have not been operating. One of the main areas we're also focusing on for Northland is to get power back up so those cell phone towers can then be activated. In terms of Coromandel, now that we have fibre restored in that area, we expect connectivity to improve over the next 48 hours. In terms of Gisborne, there have been two major fibre outages going into Gisborne. There are intermediary uh, measures being made with satellite and also generators. This will provide a limited connectivity for Gisborne in the short term. That means voice and text will be installed, but further, further ability to use the internet will require fibre to be installed. Uh, the communications providers are working now to provide an interim measure of overlaying fibre over land to restore fibre connection to Gisborne, and we anticipate this will take a couple of days to have it in place. In terms of Napier, we are continuing with 
uh, generators to provide uh, cell phone connectivity as quickly as possible. I appreciate people will want to get in touch with loved ones. I would like to confirm that the Telecommunications Emergency Forum has been stood up and is meeting daily in order to make sure we get people connected as soon as possible. Before I if you are just joining us, that was a live press conference from Parliament led by the Prime Minister Chris Hipkins updating the country on the state of emergency. He started by uh, expressing his sympathy for the families who have lost loved ones, saying that their grief must be unimaginable.